first. And then there was a James the second. And uh, that's said the better about that one. Yeah, we'll not say anything there. It's just a privilege to be here. Uh, I do want to say something that some Americans don't mind hearing and some don't want to hear. As you all know, Queen Elizabeth II was buried just a day or two ago. And uh, I followed the Queen's reign from the age of 12 years. I was 12 years old when the principal walked into the, our class one day with a very glum look on his face and he stood before us and he said, Ladies and gentlemen, the king is dead, long live the queen. George the sixth was her father. And I sort of take an interest in that and I followed her reign uh, all those years. I do believe that Queen Elizabeth II was a believer in Jesus Christ. From everything that I've heard and seen, I do believe she was a godly lady and she sought to, to carry those things with her everywhere she went. I'm here tonight to preach and I pray that God will enable me so to do. I want you to turn in your Bibles, if you will please, to the book of Colossians chapter number 2. Colossians chapter 2. Now before I start reading, uh, how many hours do I have, bro? How long do you preach? Oh, well, I don't, we don't go there. Hey, it, it's, it's uh, you know, we preach until God's finished. Amen. Doesn't matter about me, I, I'm simply a mouthpiece, and I pray that I will speak what God wants us to hear today. In Colossians chapter 2, I'm going to read the first nine verses. No, I'll make it the first. No, I'll, I'll finish at verse 9, or I'll, I'll go over all night. Chapter number 2 of Colossians, starting at verse number 1. For I would that you knew what great conflict I have for you, and for them of Laodicea, and for as many as have not seen my face in the flesh, that their hearts might be comforted, being knit together in love, and unto all riches of the full assurance of the understanding, to the acknowledgement of the mystery of God, and of the Father, and of Christ. To whom are hid all the treasures of in whom are hid all the treasures of wisdom and knowledge. In this, and this I say, lest any man should beguile you with enticing words. But though I be absent in the flesh, yet am I with you in the spirit, joining and beholding your order and the steadfastness of your faith in Christ. As ye have therefore received Christ Jesus the Lord, so walk ye in him rooted and built up in him and established in the faith as ye have been taught abounding therein with thanksgiving beware lest any man spoil you through philosophy and vain deceit after the tradition of men after the rudiments of the world and not after Christ for in him dwelleth all the fullness of the Godhead bodily a wonderful passage of scripture is this book of Colossians. And here is the Apostle Paul writing to the believers, to the assembly in Colossae. And in the first few verses, I'm not going to deal with them really too much, just sort of to introduce my passage, which will be verses 6 through 8 in fact. 
But here's Paul writing to these people and wants to, first of all, encourage them and to hear how things are going with them. And his whole message, his whole interest, uh, as we can see already, is the Lord Jesus Christ. That's who he represents. Look at what he says in verse uh, 3. In whom are hid all the treasures of wisdom and knowledge. And my dear friends, it is important for us in our generation to know what the Bible has to say about Jesus Christ. Yes. To give him his full title and his full position. Because there are many, sad to say, even from pulpits in this country, are preaching of Christ who is not the Christ of the Bible. Right. A Jesus who is limited in who he is and what I can do. And I can speak from experience having been to a college or two where people weren't what they claimed to be. Many of my professors <coughs> used the Christian name but the Jesus they preached was not the second person in the blessed Godhead, was not the sovereign Jesus Christ of Scripture and of history. So I hope we will see something of this Christ in our message tonight. He says in verse 3, concerning this Christ are hid all the treasures of wisdom and knowledge. Not some of them, not a few of them to be uh, brought, brought out when we get more sophisticated in the 21st century. They're already in Christ Jesus. The one we worship, the one we adore, is none other than the Son of the living God. He goes on to say in verse 4, This I say, lest any man should beguile you with enticing words. Though I be absent in the flesh, yet am I with you in spirit. I believe at this time you may have been in prison. Imagine a guy from prison writing, and we're going to read and, and, and preach about what he writes. He was in prison for one reason. Because he loved the Lord Jesus. Yes. And he wanted to serve him. Yes. Alright. He says to them in verse 6. As ye have therefore received Christ Jesus the Lord. So walk ye in him. Amen. If I were to give the message a title this evening. It would be simply this. Walking in him. Amen. There may be other titles that one could give. But here it is. Now then. Let's go to this 6th verse. He has told them something about this Jesus already. And then he says to them in the sixth verse, As ye have therefore received Christ Jesus the Lord, so walk in him. Now the child of God walks by faith. A faith that is fixed in the Christ of faith. In the Christ of salvation. Now I hope you'll forgive me. I'm going to read from some others as well as from the scriptures this evening. Because I've received some help from some of these people. Here is what B.H. Carroll said. You received him by simple faith, without conformity to Jewish rituals. Continue as you commence. When we are brought savingly to Jesus Christ, when we are brought to that place where we believe him to be the Savior, and incidentally, until we are given life, we will never believe him. A lot of people today uh, have this idea that a dead person can react to God. I think Lazarus is a perfect example. Here was Lazarus dead in the grave. Nothing he could do. And I've often said all he could do was rot. But Jesus spoke. And it wasn't until Jesus spoke 
that Lazarus come out of the grave. And it's not until the Holy Spirit takes hold of us that we will have life. But let me tell you something. When Jesus takes over, there is life in all its glory. You have received Christ Jesus the Lord. So walk in Him now. I can preach a message just in these words. You have received Christ Jesus the Lord. Yes. His full title. He is the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. He's not just Jesus, right. the man who lived a long time ago. He's not just Jesus who set us some good examples. He is Jesus the Lord of glory. He is Jesus the second person in the triune Godhead. He is Jesus the one who has taken the sinner's place on Calvary's cross. Shed his blood for sinners such as we. As you have therefore received Christ Jesus the Lord. He's speaking to believers. He's speaking to Christians. And now he's going to give them some counsel. So he says to them, Walk ye in him. Walk ye in him. You've been brought into a saving relationship with Jesus Christ. Your position has been changed. Yes. You are now following the new master. Yes. Yes. You will follow that master. Yes. Walk with that master. Walk in him. And, and the thought that comes to my mind is tied to him can't get away from him latched on to him Jesus Christ is the one who has set us free these believers rejoice in what Christ has done for them so Paul says I want you to walk you've been born again you've been made new creatures in Christ so that's the way I want you to walk I want you to focus on the Lord Jesus I want you to pay attention to his word I want you to walk with him there's a song that saying we walk with him and talk with him a long life's narrow way but here is the one with whom we are walking it is the Messiah it is the son of the living God. It is Jesus Christ. I, I will take you to John chapter 1. It wasn't in my notes, but it came to mind. You all know where I'm going. John chapter 1. I love these, ver these words in the very first verse or two of John 1. <clears throat> this is important, my friends. This is talking about the Lord Jesus Christ. In the beginning was the Word. And the Word was with God. And the Word was God. Jesus Christ is God the Son. The same was in the beginning with God. All things were made by Him, and without Him was not anything made that was made. That's the Jesus Christ Paul is speaking about. That's the Jesus Christ who arrested Paul on his way to Damascus. That's the Jesus Christ who took this Christian hater and turned him around, made him a new person. That's the same guy. You have received Christ Jesus the Lord. So walk. In him. I want you to commit yourself to walking in him as it were. I want you to walk in step with him. I want you to follow him. I want you, well, now when I was a young fellow a, a month or two ago, I was in a youth organization called the Boys Brigade. Now one of the things we did, it was a Christian youth organization, but one of the things we did was we had marching. I also played in the band, but I played the drums, not the bugle. And we marched. Do you know something? It would have been a mess if I walked into the guy in front of me. But it would also have been a mess if I didn't keep in step with him. Yes. And we who are Christ's are to walk in step with him. This is Paul's exhortation. Because it is in Christ they have their life. 
It is in Christ they move. It is in Christ they live. It's their whole life. Isn't that Paul's own testimony? You see? Now he says, Ye that receive Christ Jesus the Lord, so walk. I want you to walk. Following the Lord Jesus in all that he does. I've already mentioned the fact that he's given the title the Lord Jesus Christ. The other day I preached in our own assembly about some of the titles of the Lord Jesus. The Lordship of Christ, my friend, is a doctrine that is forgotten in many places today. I remember when I was a young preacher, uh, I preached in the church I belonged to back then, and the old pastor, uh, a very old man, had come uh, to visit. I think I was probably home from college, and I was preaching. And when the service was over, he, he took my hand and he said, Young man, I want, you, I want to tell you something. He said, When you were preaching today, you told us about the Lord Jesus Christ. Never forget that, because that's who he is. And that is the truth, my friend. So that's the Christ we preach. You have received Christ Jesus the Lord. He's yours. So walk as if he is. Walk pleasing him. Walk following him. Now he goes into a little more detail. In verse number 7, ruined and built up. Now, my wife will tell you, I am not a gardener. If I planted something, it's more likely to die than to live. But I do know this. I worked in a shipyard in Belfast. And the first thing you do for the ship is lay the keel. And everything else is built up and grows around that. Sure. My dear friends, that's what Paul is saying to his believers. It's not enough to be in Christ. I want you to grow. I want you to develop. I want you to mature. Amen. And do you know how we mature? With this. Yes. This is God's revelation. This is our education book. This is our science book. This is our math book. This is everything for the child of God. Everything we need to know is right in here. Now listen to me very carefully. There is no new prophet going to appear out of the mountains to give you some new revelation. <coughs> Let me read Hebrews 1. A lot of these things are not in my... But, all right, you, you know, I'm a preacher. Hebrews chapter 1. Listen to this. I think this is fundamental for our generation. God, who at sundry times and in divers manners speak in time past unto the fa fathers by the prophets, hath in these last days spoken unto us by his Son, yes. whom he hath appointed heir of all things, by whom also he made the world. He has spoken finally. The final revelation, my friend, yes. has been given us yes. in the scriptures of truth. And that revelation is built around and upon the Lord Jesus Christ. So then, Paul says to these Colossian Christians, he says to them, rooted as I study God's word and as I learn, the roots go deeper. Yes. But they don't stay down there. Listen to what he says. And build up. You see, the roots have to be in there so that the plant will grow up. <coughs> we must root ourselves in the word of God. We must root ourselves in what God has said to us 
by this power of his Holy Spirit. Rooted and built up in him. Rooted and built up in him. We're to walk there, secondly, well grounded. Well grounded. This is Paul's exhortation. The word that is used here means uh, to cause to take root. Used in a sense of firmness and fixedness. Our encouragement is in the scriptures. We stand on these words. We rest on these words. We live by these words. And we preach these words. And if we're not preaching these words, we have no right in the pulpit. Right. Alright. Rooted and built up in him and established in the faith. That's the next thing I want us to see. Part of our rooting is being established in the faith. We're to grow in Christ Jesus. Established in the faith. What faith? Oh, well, McDowell, I've read the Bible a few times. I believe in God, but so does the devil. I believe Jesus was a nice guy. I have no problem with some of the things in the Bible. Now, a lot of stuff I really keep that away from. Listen to me, my friends. Jesus Christ is the center Amen. of the whole revelation. Amen. All right, so he says to them, established in the faith. Now, I, I, I do this all the time, so bear with me. When we're going to preach the Lord Jesus Christ, there are certain things we cannot leave out. Number one, He is the eternal Son of God. Yes. Number two, He became a man and was born in the womb of the Virgin Mary. Yes. Number three, as He grew up as a young fellow and a man, He sought to honor God His Father with everything that He did. He was spotless. He was sinless. Never said a, a, a wrong word. Never thought a wrong uh, idea. Never carried out a wrong deed. He grew up, he went, to, uh, and he taught, he worked miracles. Yes, he did, he worked miracles. And he went to the cross, and he literally died on the cross. Yes. And he literally rose again from the dead. Yes. And he ascended to the Father's right hand. And he's coming again to receive us unto himself. That where he is, there we may be also. We can't leave any of those things out. They're all part and parcel. Of who Jesus is. Alright. Established in the faith. The faith that centers in Christ. And the only place where we get that faith. Is in this book. And everything about that faith. That is in this book. Is true. Rooted and built up. Established in the faith. There is only one faith. When you go to some of the other passages. Uh, we're to grow in the faith of the gospel. So here is Paul saying to them, I want you to be established, rooted in the faith. Yeah. Not, not wavering, and we'll see something about deceivers in a moment or two. Built up in him, as ye have been taught. Taught. I, I, I spent a lot of my years as a school teacher. And uh, my job was to teach the children. And the men and women who were in the classes or whoever it was. The teacher's job is to instruct and instruct in the right things. And we're wondering if that's happening in some of our places today. All right. As you have been taught, now parent, as a believer, you have an awesome responsibility to teach your children the things of Christ Jesus. 
pastors, of course, that's our responsibility too, is it not? So he says, I want you to grow them up. Abiding with thanksgiving. Praise God for His goodness. Praise God for His mercy. Praise God for everything He gives us. Praise God because of Christ. Teach your children the things of the gospel. <coughs> now, I must go on. He says in verse 8, Beware lest any man spoil you through philosophy and vain deceit. Oh my goodness. Beware lest any man destroy you, really. I must go on here. Beware of deception. Beware of deception. You know, if a man comes along to me and says, you know something, McDowell, I don't believe in your God, and I don't believe in your Jesus, and I don't believe in your word, at least I know where he stands. Yes. yes. But when somebody comes along and he says, well, you know, I believe in Jesus. But this stuff in the Bible about him working America, that's a bit much. But that's the biblical Jesus. So he says to them, beware of those who will come along with their Gnosticism and their false views. And yes, they will even talk about Christ, but they will not give him the, the credit for who he is. It is not enough to say, I know something about Jesus. The child of God is someone who has met the Lord Jesus Christ. And who rejoices in the Lord Jesus Christ. And who lives for the Lord Jesus Christ. That is the whole message, is it not? So beware of those who will come along and say to you, You know something, McDowell? That part of the Bible, it's old-fashioned. We don't pay any attention to that today anymore. I'm going to tell you a story. Some of you have probably heard this before. But put it down to the fact that I'm getting old. All right? When I was in college, we had a professor at the University of Nottingham, very charming guy. He was an ordained Episcopal priest, but his main job was in the college teaching. Every Sunday he was out preaching. And I made a class with him. Number one, he didn't believe a miracle of the Bible. That's a fact. So we're talking about Moses in the burning bush. Here's how he described it. He says, number one, Moses lived way back then. He wasn't as sophisticated as we are today. What a foolish statement to me. Anyhow, he put Moses way back there. An ignorant man didn't know very much. So Moses is going around the back of the mountain and he sees a bush. And as far as Moses is concerned, that bush, bush is on fire. So he writes down in his simple language that it's on fire. But now, students, you know that doesn't happen. You know fine well that that bush wasn't burning. And here was his explanation. Moses being backward, looking at the bush, what Moses didn't know was the way the sun was shining on the bush, it looked like it was on fire. And he wanted us to take that and hold on to that. Now, guess what? He and I had a few words yes. after the class was over. 
and I turned out to be the same as I was before we did. All right, here's the point. Don't let anyone come to you with a new doctrine. We've got some new insights, McDowell, because we find this and we find that. If those insights are not in the Word of God, then ignore them. Is that being too strong? I don't think so. In the day in which we live, there are all sorts of devilish things being set before us. So he says, I want you to beware of those who will spoil you through philosophy, vain deceit, after the tradition of men. You see, many Greeks believed that man was the measure of all things. And let me tell you something, if that's the case, we are in trouble. They come along with their philosophy and their fanciful words after the rudiments of the world. We live in a world today, yes, even in these United States of America, where man's opinions are taking over. And the men can't even agree with each other which opinion is right. You see, something's either right or it's wrong. And there's nothing in between. And if the scripture is right, then that which opposes scripture is wrong. Alright. He says, I don't want you to be taken aside. Now here's what he says. After the rudiments of the word and not after Christ. Christ must be our teacher. We go to the word of God and we ask the spirit of God, Lord, lead us through your word. Help us to understand your word. Then we go to the pulpit and we preach it. But people are being deceived today. All around us. Church people. People are being deceived from the pulpit. Never mind anywhere else. Then he says, in verse 9, for in him, in him, in Jesus Christ. Yes. In him dwelleth all the fullness of the Godhead bodily. Now notice, unless I don't understand English, he, he, he says here, uh, all the fullness, not some of the fullness. Well, well we grant that Jesus was a, super, was a special man, uh, but McDonald, don't just expect don't expect us to believe that, that he really is divine. A special man I'll take. Great man I'll take. The greatest who ever lived, I will take. But don't you tell me he's the Son of God. Don't you tell me he's the Christ. Don't you tell me he's the Lord of all things. Is that what the Bible teaches? Yes. In him dwelleth all the fullness of the Godhead bodily. Amen. Incidentally, can I jump in here with something? I've heard a lot of this recently. Some of you know what modalism is? Yeah. It's getting into our churches. You see, the modalist says there's one God. But then here's what, and I'm simplifying, but here's what happens. One time, he's God the Father. Another time, he's God the Son. And another time, he's God the Holy Spirit. No, it's not what the Bible teaches. There are three divine persons in the Godhead. Yes, yes, and listen to me very carefully. In many places, this modalism is taking over. All right. That's my speech for today on that. All right. In him, look to Jesus. 
in him dwelleth all the fullness all of divinity is found in the Lord Jesus right. if you go back to verse 19 of chapter 1 it pleased the Father that in him that is Jesus Christ should all fullness dwell my dear friends Paul wants these believers to be settled to be rooted in the person and work of the Lord Jesus Christ their Savior and their sovereign King and Christian I believe the Word of God exhorts us today and we live in very strange days but we need to pray for God and His sovereign mercy to watch over us we need to stay with the Word we need to see Jesus Christ for who He really is and we need to pass that same message on to our children and we need to see that that message is passed on to as many people as we can and we must now this is the separate statement we must be ready to stand apart from that which is ungodly and I don't care how nice the politician is or how well taught the preacher is if they're not sticking to the word they're not preaching truth and my responsibility the responsibility of every preacher in this place and the responsibility of every parent in this place and every Christian in this place is to preach Christ in all his glory put the focus on the Lord Jesus my friend young person never forget Jesus is the Lord Amen. 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 Let's pray.